I'm Caleb Brown, host of the Cato Daily Podcast, and I'd like to take this small bit of time out of your listening to ask you to support the Cato Institute and the Cato Daily Podcast by becoming a podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor and give a donation in any amount to support our work. If you donate $1,000 before the end of the year, I'll give you a shout out on the podcast. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to get started. You can also designate a friend or loved one to receive the benefits of being a Cato sponsor. Thank you for supporting the Cato Institute and the values of individual liberty, limited government, free markets, and peace. This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Friday, December 14th, 2018. I'm Caleb Brown. The Human Freedom Index combines elements of economic, social, and political freedom to show us which countries respect the right of people to be left alone. Ian Vasquez is the co-author of the report. We spoke last week. When we talk about human freedom, what are we talking about? We're talking about measuring uh, human freedom because we think it's inherently valuable and because we believe it plays a central role in human progress. And when we say human freedom, what we're talking about is the absence of coercive constraint, the the idea that you can lead your life however you choose as long as you don't uh, violate the equal rights of others. And so in this human freedom index, that's what we're trying to measure through 72 different indicators for 162 countries. And those indicators range from economic uh, freedom indicators to personal and civil uh, freedom indicators. Things like freedom to trade or the size of government to uh, freedom of movement, of association, freedom of expression, things like security and safety. If, if you go out uh, and the chances of you being killed or being kidnapped or disappeared by by your government are, are high, then obviously your your freedom is low. We look at the rule of law and a number of, of other indicators that we think are essential to human freedom. We put all of that together and we produce uh, a pretty big uh, empirical data set on freedom in the world and an index that comes out of that that, th- that I think paints a reasonably accurate picture of freedom in the world and freedom within countries. Are there any uh, metrics that you use that get pushback that where people say, well, this is clearly not a measure and, and should, should not be used in, in this kind of index? Uh, no, we don't, uh, we don't get that. I think that um, there are plenty of measures that we don't use that we should be using, but that's because of methodological issues or a lack of data. I would like to include a measure for all these countries over the, the years that we measure on drug freedom, for example. But that set of indexes or that index has not been invented uh, by anybody. And what we try to do with this index is uh, use third-party credible sources like the World Bank or the United Nations or universities to compile uh, the data that we have on women's freedom or on uh, well, all the various freedoms that, that, that we measure, that unfortunately is not something that exists. Uh, of most interest probably to the bulk of this audience is uh, what has the trend been for the United States over the past decade or so? Well, if you look beginning in the year 2000, uh, for which we have plenty of economic freedom data, what we see is a 
a fairly big drop in economic freedom. And that's a, a long-term trend that started to pick up in the last uh, few years. It really took a, a bigger dive after the financial crisis. And we saw a drop too in the last 10 years on uh, somewhat of a drop on personal freedoms as well. That's started to pick up. The last year for which we have data for all these countries is 2016. So that's what we're we're looking at. But when you look at, at that data and, and especially on economic freedom, the United States has started to, to climb back up. It was ranked in the top two or three uh, for for decades up until the year 2000 in, the, in that category of freedom. And then uh, it fell significantly. It's now back up to the sixth place. But if you look at the actual freedom rating, it's still far below what it was in the year 2000. So we'll see. We'll see with the trends in terms of economic and personal freedoms uh, that are occurring now in the United States in which direction uh, the U.S. will go. Are there any major reforms that under other countries have undertaken that have really begun to pay dividends in terms of uh, human freedom? Oh, yeah. I mean, what, one of the findings uh, of this report is very clear is that uh, greater human freedom is the, uh, results in greater prosperity. The countries that are more free in terms of quartiles, if you divide up the, the index in top and middle and bottom quartiles, you find that the freest countries are more than three times richer in terms of per capita than the least free countries. That's pretty significant. And if you look at the relationship between economic freedom and a whole host of other indicators of human well-being, access to safe water or life expectancy, uh, infant mortality rates and so on, you see that uh, more human freedom is associated with uh, higher levels of human well-being. One thing that uh, comes out of this report, which is uh, good news, is that even though you see countries like Brazil or Greece or Egypt or Syria that since the year 2008 have seen the biggest drops in human freedom, and I would also add among notable uh, countries that have seen big drops, Argentina, Turkey, uh, and Russia, uh, which clearly is showing the effects of, of populism, the rise of authoritarianism, and even war, uh, you also see good news. So over the course of almost 10 years, uh, free, global freedom has dropped slightly, but that's because you've had some 80-some countries decrease their level of freedom, like the ones I've just mentioned, but also a lot of countries, more than 50, that have increased their level of freedom. And so what we're seeing is that um, freedom is spreading around the globe and it's spreading to a very diverse set of societies. If you look at the top uh, quartile of countries in the Freedom Index, uh, <clears throat> be, alongside the Western European countries and Canada and the United States and Australia and so on that have high levels of, of freedom, you also see uh, several Asian countries, Taiwan, Japan, South Korea, Hong Kong. You see at least 10 ex-socialist countries like Slovenia or the Czech Republic or Lithuania or the Republic of Georgia, for example, that only a few decades ago were very uh, repressed and very unfree. 
you see Latin American countries like Chile or Costa Rica, and you even see a uh, sub-Saharan African country, Mauritius. And so what this says is that freedom not only is working in a, a diverse set of societies, but actually can work and is taking root in those countries. And that's incredibly good news. Uh, I know that on both economic freedom and human freedom, which which has a large component, which has economic freedom as a large component, uh, we always point to Mauritius in Africa as this pretty tremendous outlier with respect to the rest of uh, the continent. Uh, is there anything about Mauritius that that should indicate to us that they're naturally uh, going to, is there some sort of natural endowment that, that Mauritius has that other countries don't in terms of being able to adopt reforms or is, is it just having good people who are, who understand uh, what brings prosperity? Mauritius ranks 37 out of 162 countries on our, our index, but there's nothing about it that says it should be that free compared to other countries. What it is is a small island nation that really doesn't have that much in the way of resources. And oftentimes what we've seen is when countries uh, don't can't rely on natural resources, they are forced to change their institutions and to open up. That's certainly been the story of Hong Kong. That's certainly been the story of, of Taiwan or South Korea and uh, numerous other countries. And I think that that's a large part of the story. Uh, in uh, of Mauritius, um, it, that's not always the case. There's good news uh, of developing countries that are rich in natural resources that have achieved a high level, relatively high level of of freedom, uh, at least economic freedom. Botswana is an example. It's rich in in diamonds, and yet it's relatively free. It ranks 64 out of 162 countries. It's one of the freer uh, sub-Saharan African uh, countries. And certainly it, because of its higher levels of economic freedom, it's been able to have some of the highest growth rates in the world over the past several uh, decades. So there's, there's success stories uh, that we can look at. How much closer does this index get us to uh, understanding the relationship between economic, uh, social, and political freedom? Well, what we do here is a, a couple of uh, exercises. One is to look at the relationship between economic freedom and personal freedoms. And what we find is that they're strongly related. So if you want to live in a country with high levels of personal freedom, you should want to live in a country with relatively high levels of economic freedom. And that, that makes sense to me because uh, economic freedom really does help to bolster other types of, of freedoms, including personal freedom. We looked also at the relationship between human freedom and democracy, or what some would call political freedom. And there we find a very strong correlation between freedom and democracy. The countries that are more free tend to be uh, democracies. As we know, that de uh, democracies can also reduce people's freedoms. And that's one of the reasons why we measure it separately, because we consider democracy to be important, and especially liberal democracy. And so in the uh, research agenda that we hope this can, this work can help stimulate, we, we want to look further into the relationship between human freedom or various aspects of human freedom and political regimes and types of political regimes that um, they're associated with and that are most likely uh, to uphold uh, human freedom itself. 
Ian Vasquez is co-author of the co-published Human Freedom Index, a project of the Cato Institute, Canada's Fraser Institute, and the Liberales Institute at the Frederick Norman Foundation for Freedom. Please consider becoming a sponsor of the Cato Institute and of this podcast by becoming a Cato podcast sponsor. Visit cato.org slash podcast sponsor to learn more about the benefits of sponsorship.